0: Hello, everyone. I'm Drew. I'm Lacey. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worse, sarcastic, my but less cat sinister. <laughs> You've got your own little like pep squad over there. Apparently, oh, yeah. shit. Apparently very, my oh, husband shit. is
1: guest starring.
0: Yeah, well, he, no, I'm not just guest starring. He's just hyping you up. Yeah. He's, he's not, not even... Man.
1: He's shooting at people right now.
0: And at, yelling, oh, he's, wow. shit. He's
1: playing, he's playing a okay, video game. Yeah. game. He's yeah. playing yeah. a video game. I knew what was happening.
0: Well, people that aren't here and don't know him
1: don't know that. And you
0: know you. So, it. um... Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Have you guys celebrated any Thanksgiving? Well, I know Bailey already did. Yeah. What do we mean? had Thanksgiving at our house this Yeah, but Saturday. it was, like,
1: kind of broken because we were late.
0: I know. And, mm-hmm. like, nobody, it wasn't like, nobody ate at the table together. Yeah. It was weird.
1: Also, like, half the family wasn't there, so.
0: Yeah. Well. Brother like that, decided. casual hang out <laughs> it was it was a normal regular meal with thanksgiving fixings okay
1: um but my in-laws we do uh breakfast on Thanksgiving because there's so many of us that like go to dinner with everyone else um so we have that um but I'll be working Thanksgiving night so
2: mm-hmm. fun We're doing Thanksgiving day. everybody's coming here. Well, everybody, I mean my in-laws are coming here.
0: Oh, fun.
2: Wow. And then one aunt. I'm making a turkey.
1: Paula and Sydney are getting
2: back together? They are. My mom works Thanksgiving night as well. um. So mom's not going hog wild on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Hog wild? Hog wild.
1: <laughs> That's when, uh, like, last episode that Drew was, like, what was it? Like, coitus or something that you were trying to say? My Lover's Lane episode, you were giving yeah. different words for sex.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't never said coitus. Well, I
2: don't know what you said. <laughs> I, I said, like... She used him up, but now she has not. Yeah,
0: no idea. Oh, the only thing that came I'm to my mind my up, my was getting jiggy with it, but I know I didn't say that. Make I, it I look feel look like good. it was, like, um, canoodling.
1: Mm, there it is. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: All back. right, so for Thanksgiving... So I'm just going to assume that Patrick is going to talk throughout the episode.
2: You know, I told him we were recording tonight.
0: And he said, I oh, don't give a fuck.
2: Well, the game is, can everybody figure out what game he's playing? It's the, what sound is that?
1: You won't uh, hear it. He has headphones on.
0: The only but thing you hear is just no got to
2: figure it out by his
0: responses. Yeah. Um, so... We uh each picked like a short little case for Thanksgiving's special.
1: Does uh do yours happen like actually like did they actually happen on Thanksgiving too?
0: Yes, mine place on Thanksgiving. Awesome. What about yours? We both said yes. Oh, okay, I didn't hear you. Um so I'm gonna tell you guys about Byron David Smith. What are you guys telling? Sharon.
2: I've got uh Paul Michael marriage. Um three names. Mine I don't know only have two, name, but I'm using them. Mine, Bailey's only has two.
1: My case is Four. about Yeah, my case is about oh Hold on. Omaima oh, Nelson.
0: Okay. Um so who would like to and
2: What? I didn't say anything. You broke up for me. Oh, oh yeah. I heard you. You cut out for me too, Bill. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Because uh, mine's a little bit of a bummer, so I feel like I'll get a little it bit out what? of the way. Of a bummer.
1: A little bit okay. sad. My um, mine. Go ahead. Mine is uh, very uh, dark. Is that what you're
2: to do with uh, or- So uh,
0: mine divided a like a town.
2: I <laughs> forgot the word sinister. So I guess we're all bummers. I'll still, yeah. uh, I mean, I'll still go first if nobody wanted to go first. Well,
0: d- when I say divided a town, it's like half of the people are like he's a monster, and the other half are like he's a hero. So That's fun. Yeah, I was gonna kind of get your opinion on what you how your thoughts mm-hmm. on it
1: i'm excited good you
2: want to okay. start is that what you're saying
1: no i just want to say happy thanksgiving guys um i'm really sorry, sorry for what we're about go, to we'll say uh but yeah I'm
2: lazy go ahead okay are we ready mm-hmm. all right i did share a slideshow with you with some pictures you don't have to look at it if you don't want to i, I will if I... you do i would say maybe like stay on the first Page until I tell you to move anywhere. Okay. How
0: do you guys how how do you share presentations? Is it are these Google Docs?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go to Google Docs and there's like up to the right is a share button and then you can add emails. Okay.
2: Yeah. Thank um, you. I'm gonna be what muted for most
0: of the time because my husband doesn't know volume control. I like that you keep saying my husband, acting like not everybody knows his name because we well, talk about him constantly. Well,
1: that's He's that's making fun. me mad right now
2: oh mm-hmm. never mind it's not a fun thing for her. so she does yeah. a different thing than i do <laughs> different right. relationships are cool yeah. go ahead lacy ready okay yeah paul michael marriage graduated third in his class from gulliver preparatory school in miami in 1992 this is a rich kid school it's third well it's a prep school so yeah it's yeah,
1: also I mean, in it's also in miami i was like this sounds like a rich white kid
0: mm-hmm. he um
2: was third, third class. I don't know how many people total, <laughs> but he <laughs> was third, so I think it was probably worth celebrating. He played football, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> and soccer. He was part of the French Honor Society, and he was well liked by his teachers and classmates. Although he was quiet, he was well liked. His football coach said that he expected Paul to run a company one day. He was just very driven, very ambitious. Um, Paul's plan was actually to go to the University of Miami and become a doctor. And one Hmm. of his classmates said he seemed to have everything planned out while other students were still trying to figure out what they wanted to do and where they were going. In the 70s, so when he was a little kid, there was some tragedy in his family. Paul's aunt killed her husband, her two children, and herself. Mm. However, that was a while ago. Paul was a little kid. family was still close. Um, I really genuinely did not know where to put that tidbit in my thing, but it felt like I should say it somewhere. In his school yearbook, each senior is given a page to write a message. So the first picture on the slide is actually a picture of his yearbook page. Paul dedicated his page to his family. I'm going to read you a little bit what he wrote. So to his parents. He wrote, you bestowed upon me the morals and values with which to treat others. You've given up everything so that I can succeed in what I do and in what is yet to come, for I would not have reached the stage in my life where I am now. To his twin sisters, Lisa and Carla, he wrote, I've been so lucky to be blessed with having twin sisters and being your protective older brother. We may fight a lot, but that is only because we love each other so much and would not trade it for the world. We show our affection with each other in funny ways. You both have been there for me when I needed someone to listen. We have shared a lot of great experiences together throughout the years, and it has shown me not to take advantage of the love of two beautiful sisters such as you. And to his family at large. He wrote, thanks to my two grandmothers, my grandfather, aunts and uncles, my cousins, all 32 of us in the family, for all the support, strength, and courage to seek all that lies ahead. I love you now and will forever.
0: He, he counted?
2: Did you hear my dryer oh. buzzer?
0: Yeah, okay.
2: he counted so long. Apparently, he sat and counted all the cousins and everything.
0: Jeez, do
1: we like not have a people? running number of how many cousins shit we have in our family
0: group? I no. it's ho- so hard to keep track.
2: We only have two cousins.
0: Yeah, but like one of them keep like has kids. It's...
2: Oh, that's more numbers. That's oh
0: so many. Numbers. A whole two other people. Hmm. Perfect. That's two plus like what two? Math is hard. Plus, Numbers are well, hard. You're not counting husbands. Are you counting
2: like cousins-in-laws? You know, is that a thing? That another two. Is that, is that a thing? Cousins-in-law? I think I say cousins-in-law at one point in my thing today.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> Excellent segue to for you to continue. Yeah.
2: So that was Paul in high school. Graduated 92, you know, family oriented, very driven, had a lot of plans for himself. November 26, 2009 was Thanksgiving day. Paul's extended family is going to be celebrating at Paul's cousin-in-law's house in Jupiter, Florida, which is about 50 miles, 55 miles north of Miami. His cousin Muriel and her husband, Jim Sitton, lived in a gated community in Jupiter, Florida. And they had a six-year-old daughter, Michaela. I got to mute myself so that I can cough real good for a second. Hold on.
0: Okay. We're going to vamp while you do that. Thanksgiving. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <I'm> back. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so um, going to his cousin Muriel and Jim's house, their six-year-old daughter, Michaela. There were various other family members there as well. Uh, 20 total family members were there for the holiday. Um, Michaela, six-year-old Michaela had written what she was thankful for on little cards and hung them up. Uh, Paul's twin sisters, Carla and Lisa, were there. Lisa and her husband, Patrick Knight, had announced just a couple weeks earlier that they were expecting their first baby. So happy holiday time with the family. Um, Paul wasn't technically invited to the gathering, but it was like such an extended family gathering that when his dad actually called Jim and said, hey, Paul's on his way. He needs directions. Jim didn't really think anything of it. He was like, oh, Paul's coming, too. Um, it was one of those kind of gatherings. Like if you have a big picnic or something, he said that Paul didn't come to a whole lot of family events and Jim had actually only met him two times, but it still was like, whatever. And he gave him directions and he came. Paul spent about three hours there with his family. After they ate six year old Michaela was asked for a little impromptu performance because she was going to be performing in the Nutcracker the next day. So she sang a couple songs and everybody was happy and giving her a lot of praise and love. And then Jim put her to bed. Later, he would recall that they had a sweet conversation and talked about what they were both thankful for that night. <clears throat> Aww. As Muriel entertained the family, Jim came back out after he put Michaela to bed. The adults gathered around the piano to sing Christmas songs. Very cozy, no tension, lots it's of It's Thanksgiving. Why are they doing that? How would you feel if I told you I have started
0: playing Christmas music <laughs> Deep breaths, Bailey.
1: I'm also like I don't like where she's going with the story cuz like I'm scared that like I'm waiting for the bad thing to happen. Good. Well, I here just it comes. Oh.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. I didn't oh. know if you wanted to continue what she was saying. Oh,
0: no, I was ready for the here it comes bit.
2: Yeah. Um so they're singing Christmas songs. All good. Paul briefly left the house. When he returned, he was carrying a handgun sure without saying a word he walked directly to carla and shot her as jim was helping her with her bag he then shot his sister lisa before turning the gun on her husband patrick was shot in the stomach next he shot his 76 year old aunt Michaela's grandmother ramanda joseph in the shoulder as her husband tried to stop the bleeding he shot her again in the chest he then turned his gun on her husband his uncle and pulled the trigger twice but the gun did not fire as he turned away, family members heard him say, I have been waiting 20 years to do this. He went to Michaela's room and shot her once while she was sleeping in bed. He How old the is she? Six. What a dick. He left the room but came back and shot her two more times. She was shot in the back, hip, and head. He then got into his blue Toyota Camry and fled. Carla, Lisa, and Ramonda died at the scene. Patrick was in a medically induced coma for three months. Another cousin, Clifford Gabara, was grazed by a bullet. Michaela died on her way to the hospital. So, what happened? How <laughs> did Paul go from that everything's going well from high school grad who loves his family to mass murderer? So, what's, gonna, his,
0: what's his what? problem?
2: Good question. Skippy brain trauma. Pocket. No. But at age 19, while attending the University of Miami, he had Miami. Yeah, I (laughs) wrote Miami and then I read it like a moron.
1: (laughs) That's an English teacher right there, guys. (laughs) Like a moron.
2: I have to hold on. I have to blow my nose because I've just been sniffling and I can feel it and I don't want people to have to listen to me the whole time. Miami. For a minute.
0: Miami. Yeah. You don't have to explain like what you're gonna do, like what gross noises that people need to imagine. You could probably just say, "Give me a second and and do it." You don't have to be like, "I have to blow
2: all of this snot." And if anybody watches the video, they get to watch me blow my nose. I don't think we've actually said at all that we have videos now, but for the viewers, if you want
0: to, yeah.
2: That we'll should back have back been
0: back. something we talked about in the beginning. In the beginning, let, yeah. let Lacey finish her story and then we'll backtrack. Back. Great. We'll just say the stuff that we should have said in the beginning instead of saying okay, call great. the whole
1: So, what's his face? Slaughtered his entire family and
2: well, the six year old. Um, both of great. his twin sisters, including, well, and Lisa was pregnant. Um, his 76 year old aunt. Um, he shot Lisa's husband, Patrick, in the stomach. He was expected to die. He was in a medically induced coma for three months. When he woke up, they had to tell him about his wife and unborn child. Um, another S- cousin was grazed by a bullet, and then Michaela died on the way to the hospital. So, shooting back to a little bit after graduation, at age nineteen, while attending University maybe, of maybe Miami, maybe don't say shooting back. Hmm. Phrasing. Put on back. There you um, go.
0: Now, Michaela, Michaela was so cute.
2: She was Oh, are you looking at the pictures? Yeah, you can look yeah. through them. I didn't want you I wanted to kind of make it sound as if he was going to be the victim and then surprise you with him. I don't know if that worked or not, but I didn't want you to flip through and see. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew I knew where we were headed. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't I I didn't trust him.
2: That's fair. He was a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, according to his mom, Paul had a breakdown at age 19 while attending University of Miami. Following the breakdown, she said that he dealt with depression and severe OCD. Seemingly, this breakdown never actually ended. It wasn't like a quick thing. He dropped out of school, never held a job, like never worked. Um, and his parents fully supported him. So he dropped out of school, moved back home, which people do, but at the time this happened, he graduated in 1992 and this happened in 2009. He was like 35 or 36, had never worked, and his parents fully supported him like financially that must be nice. i don't know maybe emotionally. <laughs> um, once he actually shot himself in an apparent suicide attempt in the early 2000s i don't have a year for this he accused one of his sisters of attempting to kill him and requested a restraining order although he dropped this request after a few weeks in 2006 his sister carla requested a restraining order against him i believe hers Saying he had threatened to kill her and himself, he threatened to slit her throat. She also dropped her request a few later few weeks later um Florida state Professor Kevin Beaver says that mental illness often comes out in college because it's triggered by the stress and the sometimes drastic changes in lifestyle.
0: Do you remember the um guy who I think he was in Florida? Yeah, he was he like said that there were demons walking the halls and so he had to stay awake all night to keep his family safe and then that sounds familiar and then he attacked some people that were just like hanging out in their garage
2: yeah that sounds super familiar i know for sure i know what you're talking about he was yeah how often do we hear stories of people in college just like losing their shit
1: Hmm. Well, and, like, also, like, specifically for, like, schizophrenia, that's, like...
0: That's, like, the age,
1: age range. It, yeah. like, will present. Yep. Um,
0: so, moral of the story is don't, don't go, go to pay. college.
1: No, moral pay of the story pay. is don't go to 20. Or die 20 before you get
0: 20 years
2: old. Oh,
1: okay. Let's um, let's take it back to, like, the 1400s when, like, you I died in like childbirth at 16.
2: I'm not interested. Mm-hmm
1: can you oh, calm your dryer down
2: no it's probably gonna do it one more time but if it if if somebody else is talking i'll mute myself so you don't have to listen to it so psychologist stephen alexander who was actually once the chief psychologist for the palm beach circuit court I thought that was cool, said that when mental disorders make somebody violent it's usually a gradual descent into violence it doesn't just come on and they're immediately violent which is kind of what we see with paul It starts with some kind of a a slight or insult, which may or may not be real. So this is this guy just kind of throwing out ideas about this case, but I liked it. So I wrote it down. He said that after his breakdown, having to drop out of college and everything, Paul may have become jealous of his sisters. And then that slight becomes resentment and the resentment becomes rage over time. And the OCD could could have caused him to fixate on those feelings. Interestingly, a profile by the U.S. Marshals implied that Paul didn't actually have OCD; he only thought he had OCD. But then that kind of made me wonder: if you think you have OCD, doesn't isn't that like the same as having it? If you behave like you have it, don't you feel that way? Like I think I have OCD, so I have OCD behaviors. Don't I basically have OCD? No,
0: because then you, if you think you have OCD and but you don't, you could stop. It might.
2: Yeah, take, but if like, you think therapy. that you can't stop yeah i think that like therapy would but i but
0: cool. like i'm have you seen monk yeah he can't stop and he sees a therapist multiple times a
2: week yeah i don't know just having a weird loop i feel like it could could be for some people especially if you're not getting treated for it like having it if you think you have it and you have symptoms of it or behavior but anyway The OCD, whether he had it or just thought he had it, could have caused him to fixate on those feelings of resentment. And he said, it's kind of like standing on the edge of a tall building and thinking, what if I jump? And then feeling uneasy and walking away. And then coming back to the ledge over and over again until it's not as scary. Paul thinks to himself, what if I kill them? And then kind of walks away from the thought, but then he keeps coming back to it and fixating onto it until it's not as scary anymore. So the theory was that he was trying to, he was jealous of his sisters and was trying to punish his parents in some way.
1: Why
0: was he jealous of his sisters?
2: Because they had their lives together. he had that breakdown when he was supposed to be like a successful person and then he broke down and never did anything and they were, one of them was a realtor, I don't remember what the other one did, but they were happy, successful, doing their own thing.
1: He also probably like, I mean, from all that, like talk from like high school, he probably thought, like, okay, I'm destined for greatness. Like, I'm going to do all this stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. And then he fell short of it. Super short.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. The family who was there that night doesn't think that Paul planned to kill Michaela, but they think he was jealous of all the attention she got from the family when she was performing. And so he threw her in. Yeah. Her father said, "Throw the fuck up." He tried to snuff out her light so and then this guy said this is where i kind of veered off and the psychologist said when he went to the dinner that night he may not have known for sure that he would do it that night but he would have known that he was capable of doing it he definitely knew he did it that he was going to do it because coming back to the present while they're searching for him the police and u.s marshals they brought marshals and were also investigating him he found out that leading up to the murders he bought four guns and withdrew twelve thousand dollars and when he left to go to the Thanksgiving feast's day, he packed his shit so that he could go hiding afterwards. Hmm. So, first, authorities were searching bodies of water in the area. They said it wasn't based on a specific tip, but we're in Florida. I feel like you search the bodies of water for stuff. They, yeah, they also told Michigan authorities to be on the lookout because three months prior, Paul had been to Detroit to see a doctor. Don't know what kind. He was finally captured on January 2nd, so November 9th, January 2nd, he was on the run the whole time, in a Florida Keys hotel. The family who owns the hotel saw his face on America's Most Wanted and recognized him as one of their guests. So they called the police. Sorry. So he
0: did the murders Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving
2: and then they i don't know why i said 9th 26th sorry november okay and then they
0: finally got him in january Mm -hmm. wow and he only
1: got to the florida keys yeah he just (laughs) went
2: right and they think he was there the whole time like he just went right there and hunkered down and i kind of feel like did you not look at the hotels he was under a fake name i didn't write it down it was like jim Boca or something well yeah but like I don't know. I feel like. That was like you could five have. Weeks you had
1: so long. You could have gotten so far. Yeah. Not that I'm like. It's great that he got caught because fuck him. <laughs> what <Who's> that? Oh. <laughs> oh, thank God he's dying.
2: I heard. He's I heard. He, sound. he oh, sounded God. very startled.
0: so Ow. i just wanna i just wanna say real quick my husband is in the room too and him listening to your husband is making him snicker <laughs> he's over in the corner giggling
2: <laughs> oh Lucy, should get on a play with him
1: Lou, can you call pat and tell him to shut up
0: Bailey would like you to text Pat and tell him to shut up.
1: Text your boyfriend to be quiet or that you can hear him. Lou doesn't want to be mean. He doesn't have to be mean. Just be <laughs> like you sound cute while you're screaming for your life on your stupid video game.
2: Alright, where were we? Um, uh, he was caught. January 2nd in Florida Keys Hotel. He yeah, was I, charged. But, Huh? I was gonna say, he could have made it to
1: fucking Canada or like really Mexico. Far. Yeah.
2: Well, whatever.
0: Any other country, yeah.
2: I feel like the Florida Keys are pretty, but, like, come on. He was charged with four counts of first-degree murder and two counts of attempted oh, murder, and prosecutors court. decided to seek the death penalty. Several people called the state attorney, Michael McCall to, like, request that the death penalty was sought, including Michaela's father, Jim Sin, and John Walsh, the host of America's Most Wanted call the state attorney we're like this guy should die so they decided to seek the death penalty i didn't know that
0: that was something that you could do
2: now you know yeah i didn't either i think in florida because florida
0: yeah but like can you imagine like you don't know this person you've just seen them in the news and so you decide to call your state representative yeah and say hey that guy should die
2: yeah i mean people like write and call their representatives about all kinds of shit that's like random stuff not that it's not important whatever they wonder, feel like they're about but this is a fun thing i feel
1: like for this one though because Michaela was six and yeah you yeah, just kind see. of like open fire on a family thing and it's mm-hmm. thanksgiving like it's yeah. very triggering for people and they're like they probably were like no absolutely you really
0: not. just ruined the holidays for well,
1: there's also like so many people What's the, like, He could get life in prison and then, like, the taxpayers have to keep him alive for, like, 30, 40 plus years?
0: Yeah, or, you know, there's that viewpoint, but then also, like, he he has to spend his life in prison. That kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, but, like, Uh the whole point of prison is to rehabilitate people and,
0: like, get them equipped to
1: rejoin a society. So everyone
0: who has a life sentence should just be killed off? Yeah,
1: yep.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, we can circle back to uh, my case because she she's life in prison too. There's mine, no mine is life in prison. Hey! Uh, mine should not be released at all. I. I'm just we'll, gonna. We'll circle back. We'll we'll be discussing this throughout the episode. I guess. <laughs>
0: I'm so... not gonna tell you my opinion. I'm gonna let you guys tell me what you think.
2: All right. So. The defense's plan was to plead not guilty because of insanity. Uh it's a little bit risky. For one thing, he had bought the guns and the money. He didn't buy the money. You know, he withdrew the money. He had he clearly planned this out. Yeah, there's planalization. Yeah. And they say that there is also the risk with something like this, um, of saying that there somebody is insane, because you could also have the jury be like, well, they're so insane, they should not be, like, out on the streets with people.
0: Yeah, but I feel like a mm, hospital for the criminally insane would be, like, cushier than...
2: Than just, like, straight jail.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it doesn't matter, because in October of 2011, Paul accepted a plea deal in order to avoid the death penalty he would serve seven consecutive life sentences and as part of the plea deal he waived his ability to appeal oh good yes um the family was torn about this that should be the last one that's my comforter i washed my sheets tonight um the family was torn some family members were happy with this, Patrick Knight specifically, so Lisa's husband who was shot in the stomach, told the judge he didn't want to endure 20 years of appeals and having it just constantly brought up. He wanted to be able to start moving forward. Mm-hmm. Other family members, not so much. Michaela's dad, very unhappy. He wanted Paul to face the death penalty. He all but begged the judge um, to reconsider and give him the death penalty, but they were locked in. He ex- They offered him the plea deal. He accepted the plea deal. Um, interestingly, I thought Patrick Knight and Michaela's parents filed lawsuits against Paul's parents. The lawsuit said that his parents knew he was dangerous and failed to protect their relatives. The lawsuits were dismissed because the judge ruled Florida courts have never held parents responsible for the actions of their adult children, which, uh, kind of fair. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Although you could argue, was he really an adult? He didn't have any qualities of an adult. Yeah. yeah, more like a moody teenager. Yeah, he wasn't living on his own. He wasn't. He didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other qualities <laughs> of an adult. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: paying bills, he, kind of a jerk. Lived, had, had, didn't have a serious relationship. Didn't have any kids. Zero responsibilities. You yeah. could argue that he was a teenager. Yeah. Living in a 40-year-old man's body.
2: I think, I think I agree with the judge on that one. I don't think you could hold his... I think it's different if he had been walking around the house being like, I would really love to fucking kill my sisters. And they were like, you want to come to Thanksgiving with us? Then I think it's different. But just him having mental illness struggles in the past, I don't think is enough for them to be like, he might kill people if we let him around the family. Well, so I'm with the judge on that one.
0: You know, the... um. There are, like, two parents that are getting, like, char- that got arrested and are being charged because their son, like, shot up a school.
2: Yeah, but didn't they, like, buy him the gun? Or give him access to the gun? I don't I, I don't know. Like, I think
0: He was a minor, though, right? Yeah, it's a different situation. But I got, I have that one. And, like, the one where the six-year-old shot the first grade teacher. Mm-hmm. That, those details are kind of getting merged. mixed together yeah. and I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway
2: yeah that's all i got for you he is serving his seven consecutive life sentences i
0: thought um, when you said seven i was like did they just give him seven years no no, no.
2: because um, that would be appalling
1: it's his first offense true okay like
2: you're right you Never. Come on. jim does a little bit of speaking here and there about mostly at, at churches and religious events about how he and his wife kind of coped with and moved forward in their lives and several years after this event they did have another little girl named Natalia
1: oh.
2: yeah. okay. that's, that's what I got for you on Paul Michael marriage the Thanksgiving day killer All yours right. is
0: very sad yeah, yeah I wanted
2: to do it first and be done with it
0: okay the six year old was a surprise Hmm when
1: she like but like she put a lot of attention on michaela and i was like oh god
0: well so my thought was because she said that the dad would recollect that they like talked about Mm -hmm. what they were thankful for and i was like something bad is gonna happen Mm -hmm. but no one's gonna kill a six-year-old she's in bed she's safe
2: yeah most of us would think that way
0: yeah i I think it was wishful thinking so um before we move on to the next case uh should we cover the new business that we should have covered i think we should um hey guys some news so we have started a patreon um
2: you know um, i honestly i feel like we maybe should have discussed this i should have said this before i don't really understand how it works
0: that's great so it's uh patreon.com slash sinister and sarcastic 942. Um that's <laughs> you the link will be somewhere else. I didn't come up with that. Leave it alone. Um uh and we're starting to do video recordings. So If you want to see the video recordings, you'll have to be a Patreon member. Um, And we're going to do like little special episodes every now and then.
2: Just fun discounts.
0: Yeah, just fun stuff for our people who are Patreons. I'd
1: like to say that... um... Speaking objectively, of course, our videos are fucking hilarious. Mostly because we're very
2: expressive with our faces, uh, and you don't really mm-hmm. get to hear that through the our voices. So yeah. you don't get to hear our faces when you're just listening to us talk. I don't know if
1: you knew, but that's not how listening works. I yeah.
2: like, I mean, this
0: a little bit of a plug, but I like what you just did with your face fail. Vale.
2: <laughs> what yeah. did I just do? You I don't know. know. I don't I know. know. It, it was, was check out our Patreon.
0: It was very newscastery. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. You'll have to look back. I'll send you the recording later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> send me some links.
0: Yeah. So um I think that's about it. We'll post the link everywhere. So <laughs> Bailey is trying to get her husband's attention right now.
2: You'll see that if you watch the video.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lou has heard you because my mic is going in and out because I've been trying to talk. Uh, And Lou is laughing at you dying.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you were screaming like you were dying. <laughs> that one time he definitely sounded like he was hiding somewhere and was found and was startled. Like he was in a closet in a room and somebody opened the door and he was like, ah! he was
1: running down a mountain, I think, and there was like blood splattered on his screen and then he got into I like, that his happens. parasol oh, that's or whatever or what it's called. Do you want to say hi to the girls and Lou?
0: No. Yeah. I don't think we need to. How do I mute yeah. Bailey? <laughs>
1: she, Drew doesn't want to listen to you. No.
2: Well, No. okay. She's this is, this is not saying, about how you. How how you? How how out out you, over, you all of a sudden looked way up. Yeah, Lou just walked <laughs> over because he was like, Pat's going to be on it. I want to be on too.
1: <laughs> Lou walked over. He was like, Pat's going to be
0: on it. I want to be on too. We're 36 <laughs> minutes in and we've only gotten one done. So. <laughs> I am muting I people so this is nonsense.
2: You know. <laughs> Who's hey, professionalism is terrible. Us. Professionalism None. has never been a strong suit for us.
0: She's trying to, she's failing. Well cuz I closed it and now I can't well, figure out you how to get I, I
1: don't want to tell you how to figure it out how to open it. Anyway, do you want to go next or you want me to? Yeah,
0: I'll go next. Great. Since we'll we're do, sticking with the three name thing. Um so I got I, I believe that I sent you um pictures.
1: Through what?
2: You sure did.
0: Wait, Gmail. Place
2: Wait, through what? Gmail. Gmail.
0: I did a Google Doc thing. Oh, hold on.
2: Can we look at them yet? I open it up. <laughs> I'm, I- I'm going I'm gonna talk you through them. Okay. Can we look I at like... them
1: yet? Because I looked at them. <laughs> yes. I would like to
0: talk you through them. Okay. But I did put them in a very specific it... order. Sorry. You you don't like him? We don't even he know looks... if he's a killer or victim We don't
1: care. Okay. He looks he looks like a man that would like hold linger on holding your
0: hand. All right. So the first long. picture you see there is yeah. a picture of Byron David Smith. He was born June murderer. 11th, 1948. You will find out. He was Byron. born June 11th, 1948. He was a retired security engineering officer with the U.S. State Department living in Little Falls, Minnesota. Oh,
2: Byron Little sounds Falls like the name of a kid who goes to Gulliver Preparatory School.
0: Maybe. He doesn't look like he went there, Byron. but he did work for the State Department, so maybe. Um, He never married and he lived alone. So starting in the late summer of 2012, Smith, which is how I'm going to refer to him this whole time, not Byron because dumb name. Smith reported that his home was burglarized at least six times, although he only reported one burglary to the police Following the incidents that occurred on Thanksgiving 2012, investigators only found evidence of two previous break-ins, one of which Smith didn't seem to be aware of. So, that's worth noting. Noted. Thank you. Smith reported that he had had $4,000 stolen, as well as coins from a collection, a chainsaw, um, some war memorabilia, and his father's prisoner of war watch. Which if all of that is true, I could I mean chainsaw is kinda uh eh, but like four thousand dollars and his father's watch.
2: Yeah, bummer. whenever you hear about robberies where people are like X thousand of dollars that was a weird way to word that. So yeah. many thousands of dollars was stolen. I'm like, why do you just have that though? Not not to victim blame or anything, but like, why yeah. do you have four thousand dollars sitting at your I house? I mean, don't trust if you the bank. You look banks. at
0: his picture. He looks like he it would have like he me. would have it
2: hoarded in suitcases under his bed.
0: Yeah. Um. So as a as a result of the burglaries, Smith began to carry a loaded gun in a holster around his house. Sure.
1: As I don't really when, think that's 100 uh, percent necessary around the house, but okay.
0: He also insta- installed a security system in his home with video cameras that surrounded his house aimed at different areas. Um, if you go to slide two, you will see the images from those security cameras. So you'll see how, I mean, he's got four cameras and they're all pointing at different parts
1: of his house. He's got nice like all four sides area. covered. Um, Side note, I really enjoy how you're talking us through this slideshow, like a presentation.
0: Well, you yeah. turn to the next page. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Um, and for some reason, he started to stash bottles of water and granola bars in his basement.
2: It's for the robbers,
0: in case they get hungry. <laughs> get you know?
2: Thirsty. No, I <laughs> think robbed so many times.
0: I think that he was um, preparing. Smith later told police that he had been visiting neighbors on November twenty second, twenty twelve, when he saw Haley Kiefer who he suspected was responsible for the burglaries driving past his home. He told his neighbor that he needed to get ready for her and went back to his house. So if you jump down to slide three and four, Haley Elaine Kiefer was born on October 17th, 1994, also in little falls. She was 18 years old in November of 2012. She was very active participating in wrestling gymnastics, diving, softball, cross-country, as well as hunting and fishing. That's so many things. She also enjoyed spending time with her family, especially her 17-year-old cousin slash best friend, Nick. Nicholas Alexander Brady was born on March 21st, 1995. He was also a very active teen, enjoying wrestling, taekwondo, strength and fitness training, and hunting and fishing. Haley and Nick were expected to be at their grandparents' house for Thanksgiving dinner, but they were running late. Their family didn't find that unusual, but when dinner was finished and the teens still hadn't arrived, they they became concerned. It was usual for them to run late. It was unusual for them to skip. Okay. So the family began calling and texting both teens, but with no response. So believing that they may have had an accident following the snowstorm... The family went out searching for them. It had been snowing heavily and the roads were slippery. The family feared that they were in a ditch knocked out somewhere. Yeah. What state are we in again? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, okay. Minnesota. Hours passed and then a day passed. The family soon learned the teenager's fate when chaplains showed up at their door.
2: Oh,
0: no. So on November 22nd, 2012, After Smith left his neighbor, he moved his truck down the road, making it appear that no one was home at his house. Okay. Okay. He returned home and turned on a recording device. So like a tape recorder? He went down to the basement where he removed the light bulb from the ceiling lights and positioned himself in a chair that was obscured from view. He sat in the basement with a rifle and a twenty-two caliber revolver and he waited. So, I want to show you, if you go to s- number five, slide mm-hmm. five, you'll see the stairs there. Mm-hmm. And you see that blue lamp on the table? Yeah. Okay. So, go to the next slide. You still see the blue lamp? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, you see those boxes next to the bookshelf? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, go to the next slide. You see that chair that's at the bottom corner?
2: Mm-hmm. That's where he sat. Okay. Oh, so this is the basement. Yeah. Just like a like a little living room. So if
0: you if you go to slide eight, you'll see those boxes that are next to the bookshelf, and you'll see the chair that he was sitting in and waiting. Oh, that's creepy. Okay. Yeah. That's Weird. So then, if you were to go back up to slide six, you'll see like where the stairs are and where he was tucked away hiding. Yeah. Okay. So now that you guys are on the same page. That's why I, was, I wanted to talk you through, because it was a very specific chair that he was in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, an hour later, so he sat down there for an hour, which is good because he had water and granola bars down there. Okay. Smith's surveillance cameras recorded two hooded figures approaching the property. So, if you go to slide nine, you'll see the images. In the basement, Smith heard the window upstairs break and someone climb in. This audio was captured on the tape recorder. Smith then waited in silence for 12 minutes until Nick Brady began to descend into the basement. Smith shot Nick twice on the stairs, and after he fell to the bottom of the stairs, Smith shot him in the head execution style. Smith then... made taunting remarks to Brady's body like he was like, you're dead. He wrapped his body in a tarp and he dragged him into another room. He went upstairs and 10 to 15 minutes later, he ran back down into the basement, reloaded his weapon and took up his previous position in the obscured chair. So if you look at the surveillance camera... You can see at the the two images on the side, the top one it, it says 1234. Mm-hmm. That's Nick. And then at 1252, the person carrying the purse, that's Haley. So, minutes later, Haley entered the house and could be heard calling her cousin's name. As she made her way down the stairs, Smith shot her with the rifle. Wounded, she fell down the stairs, and Smith can be heard on the recording, sarcastically saying, Oh, sorry about that. Followed by Haley saying, Oh my god. Repeatedly. Like, freaking out. You know? She'd just been shot. Uh, Smith shot her again, this time with the revolver, because the rifle jammed or something like that. He shot her multiple times in the torso while she screamed, Oh my god. And once in the face. The bullet penetrated just next to her left eye. He repeatedly called her derogatory names and then dragged her into the other room, tossing her body on top of her cousins. Then he shot her one one final time under the chin. Both teens were unarmed. So then, so if you go to slide 10, you'll see that's the window that they broke in on. There's broken glass on the desk. Audio and video of the events were recorded by Smith's security system. Hours of audio recordings that document Smith's time lying in wait, complete with the sound of breaking glass and the ensuing confrontation. The audio captures the shots fired and Smith's statements during and after the killings. So you can hear him saying, quote, I refuse to live in fear. I'm not a bleeding heart liberal. I felt like I was cleaning up a mess. I was doing my civic duty. I don't see them as human. I see them as vermin. I am not surprised by his statement. Despite the two dead bodies in his house, Smith didn't actually call the police until the next day, later stating that he didn't want to bother them because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Okay. So, Morrison County Sheriff Michael Wetzel acknowledged that Brady and Kiefer were there to burgle smith's residence brady had been seen driving a red Michi- Mis- Michu- mitsubishi? mitsubishi what Lacey said shroud <laughs> Mis- mitsubishi <laughs> shroud which was found close by to the crime scene Evidence recovered from the car driven by Brady was linked to a burglary of the residence of a retired teacher the night before and Smith's surveillance footage captured the teens driving past Smith's house multiple times that day, seemingly casing it. Brady's car was also linked to a home invasion at Richard L. Johnson's house. I don't know who that is. An autopsy revealed that Kiefer Haley had drugs in her system at the time of her death. Additionally, Brady, Nick's sister, informed authorities that he had stolen drugs from her home on August 28th. So, the teens were troubled. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. Um, Smith was taken to the police station where he was interviewed. His statements to police described delivering the fatal blows to the heads of both teens after he had shot them on the stairs and they lay wounded on the basement floor. In his statement, Smith said that Haley had let out a short laugh after she fell down the stairs saying, if you're, and so then Smith told the police, if you're trying to shoot somebody and they laugh at you, you, sh- you go again. But it's important to note that the audio tape did not record Haley laughing. Instead, all you hear her saying is, oh my God, rapidly in fear. Um, in police interviews, Smith acknowledged Quote, firing more shots than I needed to, and that he fired, quote, a good clean finishing shot into Haley's head. So, mm-hmm. what remember in the beginning when I told you that the police found evidence of like two additional break ins, but one of them Smith didn't even know about? Mm-hmm. The evidence they found is on slide 11, which is just the window pane in the door had been broken out. That's all they found. Um, Number 12 is like the autopsy thing where you can see entrance and exit wounds for Haley and Nick. Yeah. And then 13 is um a map of the basement. So the little X's in the West room are where the bodies were. Okay. And number eight is the chair that he was sitting in. Okay. So, Smith was initially charged with two counts of second-degree murder. However, in April 2013, he was indicted on two counts of first-degree murder. On April 21st, 2014, Smith's jury trial commenced in Morrison County on April 29th. So... A little over a week later, Smith was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder with premeditation and on two counts of second-degree murder after three hours of jury deliberations. Legal analysts have stated that the initial shootings most likely would have been justified under Minnesota's law, but the subsequent shots were not justified once any threat had been removed. Sheriff Wetzel said that the law doesn't permit you to execute somebody once a threat is gone.
1: I'm sorry. What was, what did he get? What was he,
0: what was his sentence? Smith was sentenced to two life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. The audio recordings were named by the jurors as the biggest influence on their decision. One juror said, quote, that was the most damning piece of evidence in my mind. That audio recording of the actual killings and the audio recording of Mr. Smith's interview immediately after his arrest pretty much convinced me that we were dealing with a deranged individual. Smith actually recorded at least six hours of audio on the digital recording recorder in the basement of the residence prior to the break-in. So before when he was just hanging out down there waiting, he is heard saying in your left eye, And, quote, I realize I don't have an appointment, but I would like to see one of the lawyers here, end quote. The prosecution noted that Haley was later shot in the left eye by Smith Mm -hmm. and alleged that the other statement is a rehearsal of what he would say after the shooting, an indication that he knew he would soon need an attorney. So just further indicating premeditation. The prosecution said that Smith planned to kill the teenagers and waited in his basement using a setup took so complex that prosecutors compared it to a deer stand for like hunting, like laying a trap. Mm. Following his conviction and sentence of life, life imprisonment, Smith appealed to the Minnesota Supreme Court. On March 9th, 2016, the Minnesota Supreme Court affirmed Smith's conviction and sentence. In November 2018, Smith's attorneys filed a federal appeal. Smith argued that he was denied his constitutional right to a public trial because the court was closed off to spectators and the media for a short time before opening statements. The Supreme Court disagreed in March 2021. Smith is currently incarcerated at Oak Park Heights Prison in Minnesota. And this is the, the town is divided because on the one hand they're like, well, he's a hero because the teens were breaking in and stealing drugs and doing all this bad stuff, and the police weren't doing anything to stop him. And then the other people were like, he murdered two teenagers. Ooh. He didn't need to kill them.
2: No, And it wasn't self-defense. No, it because they, they were teen... completely unarmed. Right. And like, I, saying... when you started telling us, I was like, oh, I understand why people are going to be supporting him mm-hmm. because they're going to be people who have the same mindset as he has right. and like, i think that we can all agree that you shouldn't break in people's houses and that those kids were kind of assholes to be doing that and they were doing something they shouldn't have done bailey um the like the difference is
1: the fact that it like it'd be different if you shot them once or shot them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they bled out and died but like he shot them, disabled them with no, with they they didn't have any weapon, and then continued to shoot
0: them until he was sure that they were dead. Like, and he and laid that's in wait. That's the difference.
1: Like you, yeah. like I mean, laying and, and wait, whatever. Like you're trying to stop a burglar, fine. You could have just said something and probably scared them off. Yeah. Like you Stood didn't need to did shoot, that, shoot. Fire them.
2: warning shot. Yeah. The thing.
0: The thing that like bothers me about the laying and wait thing is he moved his truck he was like luring them in
2: mm-hmm.
0: he knew that if he left his truck in the driveway they probably wouldn't break in if you're trying
2: to deter a burglary leave your truck he, he fully moved it he wanted to kill somebody that day yeah
0: and then he saw her driving by his house and he was like i need to go get ready for her
2: this yeah. i yeah. he
0: fully planned yeah. on killing him and i think cuz he after he killed Nick, he moved the body out of the way into a different, like, through two rooms.
2: And then her. went up
0: to, like, check to see where Haley was. And then ran back down to hide again.
2: Yeah, he wanted to kill. He felt like he'd been burglarized a couple times. He wanted to kill whoever was doing it. Yeah, He knew he, that he, they he were coming. He could have called the police and said, I have a burglary in progress. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: He-, he was doing That's some that. vigilante shit.
2: And then his whole, like, I fired a finishing shot. When you said that, I was like, it's like he's shooting a deer. Like, not even a mm-hmm. person.
0: And the other thing is, is that he, so I, he believes that they were the ones responsible for breaking into his house all those times. He has no evidence of that. Right. And they, I mean, they should have been. pretty damning.
2: Yeah. That they broke in been, that one time. Right, caught and punished for that. Mm-hmm. They didn't mm-hmm. need to be. Shot multiple times, and then like he didn't even call the police until the next day. He just had these bodies while their families were wondering what about the
1: family's holidays? And there's always, we didn't see them as people, like, as vermin. I think think that statement is the most damning. Like, that's that's not a person that should be out. Mm -hmm.
2: It's different if they come in and you fear for your life. And you grab your gun for protection and you shoot them. It's totally different to prepare for it, to line shoot them multiple times, to taunt them. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that
0: after like the last burglary, he fully planned this out mm-hmm. and was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm tired of it. I'm going to kill them. Next time they come in my house, I'm going to kill them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get the whole like you shouldn't be afraid in your own home you should be able to defend your home mm-hmm. that's not like what he was doing Mm-mm.
0: it also he was not afraid at all
2: no
1: it screams like paranoia to the fact that he was getting to the point of carrying a gun around his house yeah like that's not necessary you can have a gun in a certain place in your house
2: like mm-hmm. about what, I'm not what do to you think, think is gonna you come in what you were doing my friend I, you think you're i'm just
1: that, gonna be I...
0: ambushed should not be able to get to like where your gun safe is I was getting less paranoia from that and more of just, I'm ready whenever
2: mm-hmm. it happens.
0: I think, like, he was, he
2: wanted to kill her. I'm glad that they found him guilty and that he didn't, yeah. this wasn't a case of somebody who got off for it. Yeah. I'm sure that there are some people in town who disagree and are like, he did what he had to do.
0: Yeah, we're, there's we're a whole so, Facebook page. We're so
2: happy those kids were slaughtered instead of punished for their crime. How
0: old were those kids? 18 and 17. Okay. He, uh, yeah, there's a Facebook page called Byron David Smith is a Hero where people just post about how big of a hero he is for killing those two teenagers.
1: Because burglarizing is the biggest problem
0: in the world. Yeah. Co- like, it's completely non violent. Hey, he could have insured all of his valuable shit and then, I mean, some things are irreplaceable. The watch, for sure. The watch, but like metals, coins. Still. But the $4,000, I don't if know that, if you can share money.
2: If that kid had climbed through the window and this dude stepped out from behind a doorway with a gun pointed at him, that kid would have hauled ass back through the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, and now you've got him on camera. Not even with a gun. It. If he just made a
1: noise and made yeah, it known that they, he was they home. They didn't
2: want him to be home, right? No. If like, he had left his his
0: truck in his driveway,
2: mm-hmm.
0: this wouldn't have happened. No. But uh yeah, that was Thanksgiving twenty twelve. Cool. That
2: was kind of a bummer too. Yeah. Well, here we are together.
0: Yep. It's gonna get worse. Are we gonna get lighthearted now, pal? <laughs> no, it's gonna get worse. Crazy turkeys. <laughs> mm. Um. Let gobble. gobble. Oh, Let's what see what? What
2: was that? What was that?
0: <laughs> it's the light-hearted, light-hearted turkey killing. See, scary. you
2: can't
1: see what we saw unless you're a Patreon, guys. It was a lot of jazz hands. Don't I'm describe very it. Good at no, don't yeah. describe it. Don't just give away the cow.
0: Um, Last year, no, for um, free. This right. hand doesn't like to do... Look at this. This, is... this hand doesn't do
2: jazz hands well. Are you trying to do the same thing on both of them? Because that one looks like you have a tremor. <laughs> <laughs> Plot
1: twist, she's stroking out
0: <laughs> Okay Spirit fingers From fired oh, up
1: Spirit fingers That's from bring it on
0: Yeah You're right
1: <laughs> Fired up is F you What do we
0: Wait <laughs> Yeah I sent a clip I sent a clip to Lacey today and I was like, remember this? And she was mm. like, Oh, I miss that movie. Yeah. I really wanted to be like, you can watch it, you know. Fired
1: <laughs> up. I love that movie. Yeah. Me too. All right. We
0: are I'm trying to think of a quote.
1: Found a Go tigers. Ah! Prohibited
0: <laughs> That move is prohibited I really like the um is this a lot of talking during the routine? It feels it's like there's a, of of of, the r- there's a lot of talking during the routine.
1: There's a lot of talking during the routine the judges say that. Okay. We are gonna talk about o oh, Mama? o Omima. Oh, sure. Oh, O Mema oh,
0: the yeah. first time. Mima. o oh, MIMA oh, is actually what it yes. is. Yes. Yes. No, that's what you said because when you said it I thought of Jemima. Jemima. That's yeah. it. Yep. Um it's oh my Yeah,
1: sorry, I'm thinking of Jemima now.
2: Omaima Omaima, Nelson.
1: There we go. Omaima and William Nelson, actually. So, Omaima, we're going to focus on her. She was born in Cairo, Egypt in 1968. And as a child, she was subject to abuse and female genital
0: uh, mutilation at the hands of her father. This is not lighthearted at all. No, it's not. in hot with some trigger warning shit mutilation Mutilation. Mm -hmm. um but she
1: grew interested in modeling and in 1986 she immigrated to the united states at the age of 18. in florida she worked as a nanny while aspiring to be a model Um, she struggled and turned to one source called it sex work i think it's more like a sugar baby situation she started getting with like older men to like afford rent and stuff
0: yeah whatever um is so this this one takes place in florida california oh okay she went to florida first no did i say florida or california i think you said florida
2: i thought it was california my
0: ears perked up and i was like hey it's another florida
2: what's we're- the true state cuz now i can't remember what's real california
1: we're okay. in california <laughs> okay <laughs> so Years later, she's five years into the country, she's 23, and she meets William Nelson at a bar in 1991, playing pool. Uh, Do you want to guess how
0: old William is? 52. 74. 63. I didn't even give you the answer, and you're just throwing numbers at me. (laughs) 56. Did you read my notes? No.
1: 56? It's 56. (laughs) You want to know how
0: I got that number?
2: Sure. Google?
0: (laughs) No, I was like, I'm going to double her age. But that's not double her age.
2: (laughs) No. That's bad math.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to chalk it up to sisterly intuition.
1: Okay, so for the remainder of the episode, I'm probably going to call him just Bill, because that's what he was known as, too. So,
0: Bill used to be a pilot.
1: He should have gone
0: by Willie Nelson. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i what get is that face that was my grinch face bill <laughs> used to be a pilot but in
1: 1984 he was convicted of smuggling marijuana after serving smuggling, smuggling
2: where he- it's where you sneakily take something somewhere it doesn't belong
1: thanks english
2: teacher gotcha
1: he was a pilot i think he was probably like he was probably <gasps> flying it in
0: from yeah. mexico
1: i didn't get that full yeah. deep oh you
2: interested in the smuggling so annoying world.
1: after serving four awesome. years in federal pres- prison he was released on parole and got a new career working at a mortgage company so they met at a bar sparks flew she believed she found the kind and gentle man that she had always been looking for she described him as nice and gentlemanly as he opened doors for her and took her out to dinner she said I was in love. I was looking for someone who was kind and nice and wouldn't beat up on me and would give me love and some love I never found before. Can you stop cracking up? We're talking about abuse right now. I Fucking know, inappropriate
2: sorry. asshole. Lazy Sneezing. I my nose. I did sneeze first. But I muted. And- I didn't want to distract anybody from Bailey's story. Sorry. They were
1: head they were head over heels for each other and they quickly got married. Mm-hmm. and by quickly i mean like within days of knowing each other
2: oh. that's the best way to do it you want to do it before you see any flaws why waste time
0: mm-hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to get married after the honeymoon phase there's also like yeah. 50
1: cents so you could die at any moment so like yeah. in
0: the 90s <laughs> yeah shit was bad back then
1: <laughs> they had a telephone ceremony conducted by an egyptian priest they spent their honeymoon visiting his family in texas and arkansas
0: Lacey and i gave the same yes. expression
1: yeah the priest thing i, I don't know. yeah tel- he was wedding. over the phone apparently
0: huh yeah I, I didn't know that that was a thing i didn't know either but i guess so the I, 90s... I, could, I could get married from like my couch <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're already married are you planning on I, remarrying I, I, well no do. but
0: i could facetime do like a zoom meeting thing you
2: could do it just and like
0: renew my do vows it. from the comfort of my do own it. when you're on the
2: phone call, be like, I'm actually already married. I just wanted to see if this was legit. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see
0: if you would actually do it. So,
1: yeah, there you go. But once they were married, things changed. Yeah. Bill changed and started showing his violent side. He became very physically and sexually abusive towards her. We're gonna jump to Thanksgiving now. This is five weeks from their first meeting,
0: yeah. and
1: three weeks into their marriage. Oh, so Thanksgiving
0: '91.
1: Yeah, it was also their oh, first Thanksgiving. That was my first Thanksgiving. It was yeah. Lacy's first Thanksgiving. That didn't end well, but okay. Oh my Lacy. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the day started, but sometime in the during Thanksgiving, uh, it was just them in their apartment. Bill raped her. And she had had enough. She fought against him, grabbing a lamp and hitting him. She her. then grabbed a pair of scissors and began stabbing him in the chest and abdomen. I kind of
2: want to say good for her again.
0: Yeah, I don't want to condone violence, but also, like, get it, Queen.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll say that. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to just get through the next paragraph and just soak in everything that I'm saying. Okay.
2: okay? We'll hold in all oh, of
1: it. So she started with the lamp, then scissors. Mm-hmm. Still alive, she grabbed a clothing iron and pummeled him to death. It was so violent, she broke her own hand in the process. On the kitchen floor, she started dismembering his body. Hold on. Oh. She decapitated him and then placed oh, his oh. head in the freezer. In order oh. to break his teeth out easier. She cut off his hands and placed You're them in boiling far. oil in order to burn off his fingertips. And then she also castrated him. The oh. rest of hold on. The rest of his body she either put down the garbage disposal or wrapped in newspaper in large trash bags. At some point, she grew hungry and
2: curious. No 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 no. I I, I not like be those two things when you're dismembering somebody. Never. I don't. I don't like. I don't like where this is going. Also, how
0: big was her garbage disposal?
1: <laughs> I saw uh, in a source. I saw that like a neighbor was reporting that the garbage disposal was like going like all night.
2: No, I know, but like the drain. So is I, like, I have no idea. I don't she know. I had to cut them in little pieces to get them in there. So she, she was hungry and curious.
1: She took his ribs, prepared them, cooked them. And ate them.
0: She knew him for five weeks.
1: Do you guys want to double back on your get it queen? Or anything? I well, yeah. So
0: like if this was years of abuse. I'd be more like. On the side of get it queen. Well. But it was five weeks. Well, and it was for- only three weeks of the bad stuff.
2: It was, but remember, she has, like, a lifelong history of abuse, so I think, because I was going to say, yeah, if they were together longer, then I could more easily see that she snapped, but she could still have snapped after dealing with it through childhood, and then... With the genital mutilation,
0: the rape was probably... Horrendously painful. Yeah.
2: Um... I actually, found out what over. her dad
1: actually did to her. Um, I can, I don't know, I don't know if you want me to share
0: it. I've it's like not, seen some videos and stuff, it's not graphic. Um, um, I know that there's like different degrees, yeah. Um, but Go ahead. I can, let yeah, as much sympathy for
2: her. Trigger warning, <laughs>
1: uh, oh, yeah, he did a, a, a clitoral circumcision.
2: Oh
0: no, well, now I have to google the I, degree.
1: It was like. So I saw in one source that it was he circumcised her and then I got very confused and then I found it another one and I was like, I can kind of guess what that was that entails, but okay. Yeah.
2: My understanding is that the whole point of it is to make sex painful for women. Yeah. To make you less likely to go out there and cheat on anybody. Now, this is a super fun part of the conversation, but I don't want us to gloss over the fact that Bailey said finger chips. Oh, no, yeah. Drew, Drew and I both caught it but then you immediately said castrated and so I was a little bit distracted but he she oh, put his I'm hands sorry. in boiling oil to get rid of his fingertips and we were like but then we went into the castration sorry. so it I, looks was, like... I
1: was trying to get through because your faces were like doing stuff and I just wanted <laughs> to like get all of it Yeah, just to rip off the band-aid together
0: so it looks like removal of the clitoris is like either type one or type two it can happen in both types
1: is that the worst or
0: what's the worst type three is the worst it all sounds horrendous yeah it's pretty much sewn shut okay so we're gonna move on (laughs) yes please so just to recap let me just make sure that i got this all straight first lamp yes then scissors
2: yes understand Then iron Yes.
0: Oh, and the iron is what killed him. Yes. And she and so broke then,
2: her hand. While yeah, with in a there.
0: broken hand.
1: Hold on a second. Pat. Can you let her out? She's trying to get her toy, and it's on the other side of the door.
0: Oh Sylvia! Her. Help
1: her! Help Sylvia! It's really sad. She's trying to put her paw underneath the door. <laughs> or can you just push her toy like in the room so she can play with it? Sylvia. Okay.
2: I'm trying to decide for me where, at what point in her thing, I'm like, okay. That was, I, that's,
1: that's the moment too far. Yeah. Yeah. It's I feel hard.
2: like um,
0: anything after the iron, too far.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to that's decide where me. I am with the iron.
0: Well, because my thought is this guy is abusive. Um, how do you think he would respond to being hit with a lamp and then stabbed a couple times with scissors? Well, I don't think, like it, was I think scissors, it was a couple times. I think it was a lot. You know what I
2: mean? Not dead, but, like, you could call 911 now and be like, he's in there.
0: Yeah, but he, okay, so maybe, maybe he was alive, but, like,
2: chill. Previously injured. Yeah, I haven't decided where I am with the iron. It doesn't sound like she just hit him once with the iron.
1: No, no, she broke her hand. Enough. She
2: really—that
1: was the kill shot.
2: But
0: like then, she used her broken hand to dismember him. She was committed and put his head in the freezer, which—that's a
2: way to ruin everything. The freezer. reason for that? The what was she for that? she, she put wanted it... to break out his teeth. Yeah. Yep, that was the reason for that. They and didn't then break she... out when she was pummeling him with the iron.
0: Then she what then she did what with his fingers she took his
1: hands and placed them in pretty much like frying oil to burn off
0: his fingertips she got some oil frying up yeah and then put his hands in there it's why didn't she i guess they weren't breaded
1: <laughs> anyway she already got them so after Aww. that night um She reached out to I think like a boy, an ex boyfriend, and a friend, looking for help of disposing. Why? She needed help disposing the trash bags, and she, she did so
0: much by herself.
2: She, she really did.
1: She also <laughs> was looking for someone to pull the, his teeth or dentures out.
0: That's where she drew the line. Apparently. She was like, I can't do that.
2: I don't I like teeth either. So like right it. off, but I will not touch that man's dentures. trash nibbled on his rib cage but i will not <laughs> I forgot she did that oh my
0: god take out his teeth
2: oh i forgot she ate him i will shove
0: body parts down the garbage disposal with my broken hand I'm, with my, I'm a
2: little bit afraid of her
0: with my battered hand could you imagine the mess oh my goodness absolutely not
1: go ahead bailey do you want me to Talk continue more
0: okay did, did she where did she where did she bludgeon him with the iron was it in the kitchen
1: i'm not really sure i know he ended up in the kitchen like while she was dismembering him probably
0: he but crawled it, away from her and she but
1: also even if she like moved his body to the kitchen it just makes sense because like that's where the freezer is that's where the stove is like it's mm-hmm. just practical things
0: yeah. i'm just thinking like how big of a mess did she make Was it contained to one room? Probably not. It's the whole house a mess. No, it was a big one.
1: It was an apartment, too, so it's not that much space. The neighbors
0: heard. Yeah. So They heard the garbage disposal going, but they didn't hear anything else.
2: I mean, if he was abusive, they might have been used to hearing, like, hitting sounds and stuff. And just been like, wow, he's really going to town in Omaima tonight. (laughs) And then later, they found out the truth. And no, like, it was three weeks. They were sick of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: So she showed up at her friend's house, uh, Jose, hysterical, screaming or exclaiming, I cut him, I cut him into pieces. She then explained what happened to Jose, that he raped her, and he uh supposedly he even like cut her breast while he was raping her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but she was able- probably have like a PTSD flashback to her dad. Yeah. Uh, but she was able to knock him out with the lamp. She allegedly offered 75 grand to for him to help her. But he reported her uh,
0: immediately. That friend. You got to know which friends to call, yeah. man. Don't call Jose. No. Also. So she knocked him out with a lamp. It could have ended there. Nothing else had to happen. That's what I heard. That's yeah, what I took.
2: I think I just I would, have to back up my line where I drew my yeah, line. I think I need to move I it a re- little bit. I retract
0: what I said about Jose. If I heard all of that, I'd be like, You are fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't want you near me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be alone with her hauling a body
2: anywhere.
1: She, um, when she drove over to Jose's, she also
2: had one of the trash bags with his body parts in it. She in just brought car. one? Yeah. Maybe proof. Maybe <laughs> if he was like, you're such a kidder, she'd be like, I have his head right here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh me, Mima, you're so funny. So um, bullshit.
1: At the same time, Bill didn't show up for work Monday, so he was oh. reported a missing person. Um, the police were headed over to yeah
0: so wait this took place on Thanksgiving yeah which is on a Thursday yep when did she go see Jose sometime during that weekend but then like the the work was like where is he
1: yeah apparently they didn't hear
0: no I feel I yeah Um. so I feel like Jose maybe sat on the information for a hot second <laughs>
1: The police found Bill's red Corvette with her um, and searched the trash bags. Supposedly, the body was so dismembered that they couldn't immediately tell that it was human remains.
0: I bet you she took uh, multiple days to cut him up. She spent the weekend doing all that. Probably. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, They also couldn't determine cause of death due to the condition of the remains. Not shocking if he was cut up so Mm -hmm. tiny. They went back to the apartment and found more bags containing more body parts. Uh, Randolph Pawlewski was is the Orange County Senior Deputy DA. He was present at the apartment and described the scene horrific, saying that there was a suitcase and plastic bag soaked with dark liquid from his body. In the fryer cooker sat his hands while they opened the refrigerator. Or was it the fridge or the freezer? I don't know. They opened, he said, refrigerator. There was his head with stab wounds.
0: Oh, so she stabbed him in the face with the scissors. I guess. Also, do
2: they just have, like, a fryer? I don't know. They might have had, like, a big tub, like, a big pot with oil in it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I I was imagining. Because when we fry stuff, when we don't use the air fryer, we do, like, a pan with oil. But if she's got, like, a whole... Like kitchen fryer hmm. with a basket.
2: Probably just. I, I was a picturing Papa. I don't yeah, know.
0: Was, I, I pictured Papa a pilot, so maybe there was. He was rich. a pilot. Yeah, I don't know. Danny he, was a Um uh,
1: The police arrested her, and charged her with first degree murder. So. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, in December 1992, her trial began. Hey, Pelus- It's your first Christmas. No, it's not. It was Christmas. Yeah, it was. Um, Poluski, the deputy DA who was at the apartment, um, was leading the case for the prosecution. He arg- argued that she was a predator to older men, pointing out that in 1990, she had tied an ex-boyfriend to a bed, slapped him around, and held him at gunpoint while she robbed him, and they also pointed out that she was still facing three felony charges for that event.
0: Oh, that's a bit of a red flag. Oh, a little my. bit. Maybe if they didn't get married so quickly, you know, I don't want to victim blame, but also he was abusive. So
2: yeah. I feel less like bad a about it. A little bit.
1: Yeah. The public defender uh, assigned to her, his name was Tom
0: Mooney. I, I thought you was to say his name was Tom. <sighs> <Let's laughs> he, just call him Tom.
1: Uh, he wasn't, he was very adamant that he wasn't going to deny or try to argue that she hadn't killed him. But he wanted the jury to decide what her state of mind was at the time that she'd killed him. He argued that she killed him in self defense after suffering sef- sexual and physical abuse, portraying Bill as a sick uh, BM- BDSM sadist. Sorry, stroke. <laughs> Arguing that, uh, uh, that she had been victimized through her life by men. Uh mentioning her childhood her and her father's abuse, describing the genital mutilation at only six years old without anesthesia
0: mm.
2: the press can't cut people up though
0: yeah I feel like if, if a little self awareness if men are triggering, maybe don't make them like your lifestyle, you know. Maybe stay single. Yeah, like, because she was like a sugar, she was looking for a sugar daddy. And that's how she was kind of getting by, right?
1: It looked looked like that based on that she
0: went with older men. Yeah. Or maybe she had, I don't know. Issues. Daddy issues. (laughs) Yeah
1: i think for sure she had daddy issues
0: so maybe it wasn't that she was like looking for a sugar daddy specifically to financially support her maybe it was more of that's just who she was going after conscious she might have been like a black widow like in the making mm. maybe she didn't get a chance to... she should be less messy if she wants to
1: i mean she was like so close but she went to Jose and like talked to like fucking Jose like she shouldn't have reached out to friends anyway handle it yourself i mean she did for the most part the prosecution countered by saying that there was no physical evidence or history of Bill ever being sexually or physically abusive towards her they theorized that she was motivated to kill Bill by money stated that he recently received 30 grand from his previous divorce
0: but they were married yes so why would that
1: i don't know to did get she... it
0: i don't know i don't, I don't understand know. It's,
1: it's the prosecution i don't know okay. um she did receive a psych eval by dr david
0: dr david
1: she 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 I think just Doctor sure. David. Okay, David said he testified that after her arrest, she became obsessed with the color of William's blood. He recalls her telling him that uh, she wore red lipstick, heels, and a red dress after she dismembered him, and when she sat down to eat him, so she was decked
2: out in all red. Nice to dress up for your husband.
0: Now hold on a second. Yeah. Was she decked out in all red, or was everything just blood stained? You know, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Her lips could have been red from you know eating him. You're right. She claimed Super to hear red um, just through his blood. She
1: had claimed to hear voices urging her to dismember the body. She also told him that she prepared his ribs with barbecue sauce and put them in the oven and thought it was delicious
2: and sweet. Oh, that detail makes it extra gross. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. It was bad enough that she ate his ribs. I didn't want to know there was barbecue sauce.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> it was determined I like that, that she, she...
0: Ate... Sorry, I just... I feel like... I've heard of cannibal cases before, but I feel like... I don't know. There's something just like she ate his ribs. Like, she was... I don't know. I think she's crazy. And I think that she was like ribs are something people eat of animals. I'm gonna eat these ribs. I don't know. I just, I like that she rationalized. In my head, she did. That's how I see it. God, you-
1: it was determined that she was su- suffered from PTSD. Uh, Dr. David believed that she was in a psychotic break. When she killed her husband, dismembered him, and tasted him. He also said in his 20 years of practicing, he had never experienced a conversation with a subject so bizarre, so uh, so psychotic. Ooh. She took the bold stance of testifying on her own behalf during her trial. In her it testi- always worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in her testimony, she described the abusive relationship, how Bill would pimp her out to his friends call her a whore, and tell her I'm getting what I paid for.
0: Oh. He repeated- They were married for three weeks. Sorry, just wanted to remind everyone. Yeah, he, A lot happened in three weeks. He Ooh.
1: repeatedly raped and sodomized her. This happened at at least six occasions. She described him as jealous and brutal, demanding sex even when she didn't want to. Um, this is going to be a trigger warning for animal abuse. Oh no! While driving, once Bill got into a, into rage into a rage, and took the kitten that she was holding after she like recently adopted adopted it, and flew, threw it out a car window while driving. After she refused to give him oral sex,
2: mm-hmm.
1: she said the killing was a com- 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 culmination. Culmination or compilation? Culmination that word Lacey said it. You're welcome. Of lifetime abuse both at the hands of her father and other romantic partners she had. January 4th, 1993, the jury went to deliberate. After 6 days they returned with the verdict of guilty but of second-degree murder. The okay. jury foreman spoke afterwards saying it was really tough tough a tough decision we couldn't come back with first degree because we couldn't find the evidence it wasn't there it took us six days we worked really hard
0: she was sentenced sorry i was gonna say yeah it doesn't there's like not really any indication of premeditation yeah Yeah.
2: it doesn't sound like it was premeditation
0: but lots of overkill yeah and some other fucked up shit
1: she was sentenced to the maximum of 27 years to life in prison at Central California Women's Facility in Ch- Chowchilla. Oh. I like that word. Behind, Where is that? California? Uh, yeah. It, I said Central
2: California. Sounds like you're trying
1: yeah, to sell it. Okay. Behind bars, she, of course, denied ever eating her husband. She also got remarried while behind bars, sure to a, to a seventy year old at one point. Uh huh. Um, okay. She was first eligible for parole in two thousand six, but was denied because the parole board deemed her unpredictable and unsafe for the public. Makes sense. Fair. She at one point pointed out that she isn't a threat anymore because she's she had the conjugal visits with her new husband, and there were like. Those like trailers that they get. There were knives in the kitchen there, and she was like, "I haven't killed him, so like clearly I'm fine." (laughs) It's been so many
2: years since I stabbed somebody. Fine. How long are you going to hold that against me, honestly? In
1: 2011,
0: (laughs) one time. In
1: 2011, she had another parole hearing. This one lasted five and a half hours, and she was denied again. She claimed, "I know, so sad." She claimed that she was a changed person and looked for love in all the wrong places, but now she has a strong desire to help others. She denied eating her husband, saying, I swear to God, I didn't eat any part of him. I'm not a monster. To which the parole commissioner asked her, What was the purpose of cooking him then? And for that, she didn't have an answer. (laughs) And she will be eligible for parole. (laughs) She will be eligible for for parole uh, again in 2026.
0: I was going to say, it's not a bad idea if you're sentenced to, like, 30 years in prison to marry a 70-year-old. Because, like, how often are you going to have a conjugal
2: visit? So there's a couple of those, and then hopefully he dies before you're out. And then money. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard Um, to guess life back on the streets
0: you're in jail. You know? Ooh, it got real dark at Bailey's house.
1: Pat turned off his light. You're in the shadows. It's very spooky.
0: She's moving very quickly now. (laughs) Okay, so way Um... to end it on a light note.
1: yeah Uh um happy thanksgiving hug your children don't eat your relatives have a good turkey not your cousins don't drive drunk
0: hold on hold on what are are you doing um i I googled fun thanksgiving facts to end in a happy note okay turkey wasn't on the menu at the first thanksgiving (laughs) No oh, shit. What? Okay, relax. Um.
2: Um. There's no more fun facts. Thanksgiving right. is a serious
1: uh, holiday. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok. They have oysters. Look at our Patreon. We're yeah, still working on the merch being available. Uh, again, drive safe, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week.
0: That was sinister, and we were sarcastic. Harry Truman is often credited <laughs> with being the first president to pardon a turkey. There you go. And we hope you and keep we, listening, and we hope you keep listening. <laughs>